oats and dozy doats and little ansy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Yes, mazzy doats and dozy doats and little ansy divey a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Were you doing your Johnny Horn impression? Jeez. That was too good with the drool. Um, hello. Welcome to Three Fish and a Percolator, a Twin Peaks podcast. I am Harrison Coford. I'm joined by my co-hosts, McKenna Guttery. Hello. And Bradford Taylor. Hi, Mom. So, um... Let's just talk about what we thought about this episode real quick. That, well, let's not go into anything that's too, like, into the plot, but, like, Kenna, what were your thoughts on the episode? Oh. Like, fresh thoughts. Freshly squeezed. It was a roller coaster because the beginning is so playful, so fun, and then by the end, I was I was in a ball on the couch. Yeah. A little Pretty bit crazy scared, ending. a little bit, like, what's going on? Confused. A little excited. A little excited. Yeah. For the future. Yeah. There wasn't, um, it felt like... <clears throat> there's like three shorts that I feel like happen in this. There's mm-hmm. like the beginning with yeah. the rocks and everything. And then there's like Ed and Nadine. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. there's the ending. And I didn't... Well, there was the tiny bit with Leo and, and Bobby, Bobby and stuff, which was cool. But it, I'm, it was different than other episodes because I feel like other episodes have been about the teenagers a lot. Yeah, there's not like, a lot mm-hmm. of Donna. That's a good point. You get them at the beginning, them dealing with a problem and them <clears> at the end. <throat> You know, yeah. and this was more of just some different kind of kind of one off little things. For sure. I agree. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like ben Horn is big at the beginning and then he just they're done. Yeah, the, at the and that's and it. Jerry. You literally see them at the beginning. That's it. Yeah. It's interesting that um, this episode is like so big to like the lore of the show. But that's like kind of all that happens. I mean, you meet Albert. And you go to One Eyed Jacks, but besides that, not a lot other. An important episode, yeah. Very <coughs> well, yeah, who, for the whole show. Who was it that you guys were like excited that I would meet? Was it Albert or was it Ben? It was Albert and Jerry. Okay. Specifically, Jerry. I mean, Jerry. Jerry is your um, spirit animal. Why? He's a short king. Yeah, he's the yeah. He's <laughs> Just the guy like me. The, yeah. With like the short Eiffel king. Tower bow tie thing, and um, love sandwiches. I Do I need to go true. any further into how? No, 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 okay, no. no. You're right. I just didn't think about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, we usually we would go over bookhouse stuff, but there's not a lot of news about the new show, and there's not a lot of stuff going on in the um, Twin Peaks fandom. Although, uh, should we give a shout out to a couple of our favorite like Instagram accounts for? Like Twin Peaks, like Instagram yeah, accounts? like yeah, like that sounds awesome. My main one is Sign Peaks. It's the Seinfeld Twin Peaks matchup. Oh, matchup. We've, we've been on. It's that really great. Schnitt <coughs> way longer than because I know Kyle McLaughlin has been posting stuff about it recently. Oh yeah, that's awesome. right. Which but, is yeah, super yeah, cool. That's a hilarious account. Yeah, Sign Peaks is great. It's actually my number one story on Instagram. Whenever I get on there, it's like the number one one that I see. Mm. I check. You got to follow. Actually, probably don't follow that yet. Okay. Yeah, there will be. Yeah. There's spoilers have, on it. Yeah, I haven't looked into anything like that. That's what sucks about enjoying Twin Peaks especially since we're like holding you back right now is that you, there's like a lot of stuff we need to keep you from to not spoil stuff but does that mean you guys love me because you want yeah because we want, want to preserve the, the experience sure, you, can, you can think that yeah Thanks. right now if there was an analogy for this like podcast it would be us as Jerry 
coming back from Paris with these baguettes and we're getting them out of our suitcase for you to eat. And I want to eat it just like that. Yeah. And we're going to take from you away the from the family dinner. From the middle. Yep. From the side. Well, um, since that's kind of it for this book <laughs> natural segue, um, can we listen to the Log Lady intro yeah. for this week? Let's see that real quick. Sometimes ideas like men jump up and say, hello? They introduce themselves, these ideas, with words. Are they words? These ideas speak so strangely. All that we see in this world is based on someone's ideas. Some ideas are destructive, some are constructive. Some ideas can arrive in the form of a dream. I can say it again. Some ideas arrive in the form of a dream. <laughs> I like how she repeats it for you, for us. Like, like idiot. That's my emphasis. Listen. All right, guys, let's get these cheese eaters where they live. <clears throat> <clears throat> Just <laughs> 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 the seagull from uh-huh. Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright, so um first of all, this episode was written by Frost and Lynch. Nice. Mark Frost and David Lynch, and it's directed by David Lynch, so pretty uh special to bring Homeboy in. Yeah. All right, the first scene of this episode is the long take, just looking at the 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 Horn family dinner as they are eating while the rest of the credits roll. Nothing else happens. They're just Mm. silently eating. Then, thankfully, Jerry comes in and tells the hotel workers to find some of his sandwiches that are in his suitcases. They eventually find them, and uh, they distribute them to Jerry and to Ben, but um, before that happens, Jerry goes up and says, "Hey, Audrey, Uncle Jerry's here." <laughs> it's I I don't understand that part at all. And then he tries to kiss yeah. Ben's wife, and then she's like, "Ben!" ben! Yeah. Um. Uh. So then he gives a sandwich to Ben, and um. They start chowing down on. It. I love Ben's face when he's like, this "You gotta try so a sandwich." Funny he's to me. like, he's like mentioning him over like, yeah, like, yeah, like bring that on like, over. Oh, yeah, let's, I yeah. Know he's only what looking this at is. the sandwich. He's just like keeps looking. Yeah, at it's yeah. so funny. So then they start eating it, and it reminds um, Ben of Ginny and Jenny's down by the river. He's like, which, "Oh yeah." I I I don't know if that's an allusion to One Eyed Jacks or not, because they ride in a boat on a river mm-hmm. to One Eyed Jacks. I don't know if that's connected anyway it's a hilarious scene yeah it is it's, it's really great um and then when so jerry or ben actually tells jerry that they should go outside and talk or is it jerry it's ben, no, ben. It's ben. ben's like come he wants to talk about laura palmer yeah. and then ben says always a pleasure <laughs> to his family which mm-hmm. is odd and hilarious He's so weird so then outside um ben tells jerry that the norwegians left and they did not sign the papers and that laura was killed uh, Jerry is very disappointed that the Norwegians didn't sign the contract, and then he says that he's depressed because Laura died. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> but Ben says that he can cheer him up because they can go to One-Eyed Jack's and there's a new girl freshly scented from the perfume counter at Horn's department store. Um, and yeah, then Jerry puts on his sunglasses. I wrote in my notes here reference to The Shining. For but that? I, yeah. You said the music was, I was <clears throat> Yeah, during the episode I was saying the music kind of sounds like it, but it wasn't during this part. I can't remember what. I must have been thinking there is a tiny little like uh little music motif about what the norwegians oh that's so funny three notes that's really funny (laughs) um all right so then there there's a shot of them riding in a boat but it looks like it's morning like it looks like the sun is on i couldn't tell if it was one of those el classico like shot it yeah in the morning made it look like night afterwards um day for night yeah yeah um so then, after that shot, it goes back to the Haywards, and the parents go to bed, and they leave Donna and James alone with just the fire going. Mm-hmm. And um, is this the same night of their dinner? Or yeah. What? So yes, this is the same night of the di- of the dinner. I think this is right after dinner. It, it it takes off where we left off last week. Yeah, like exactly where. Like, yeah. Which actually, we're gonna talk about timeline because there are a couple of things that don't that aren't congruent throughout the episode that we'll talk about because technically if if the if it was like correct then the whole Catherine and Pete scene talking about the Asian Cooper coming by oh, would be yeah. happening at the same moment gotcha that makes sense um we'll get to that later though so then the Haywards ask Donna if she's going to be going to church with them and then they say goodnight to James and then we cut back to one-eyed jacks um Met by some very uh, kind-looking um, prostitutes <laughs> on, so the, sweet on the on the dock, uh, and then a woman says that she will tell Blackie that they're there. Um, this is the bartender. Jerry walks up and he orders two double scotches on the rocks, and he totally mocks the bartender for yeah. like following what he says. I don't yeah. know. She's like, like, I got it, and he's like, and then next the next science. stop next up rec- rocket science. Yeah. Um, then Blackie wa- Blackie. Walks out with her horror brigade, which is an incredible entrance. Like, it is. Epic. You'd have to, you'd have to literally like practice that. It's really great. Well, and it would be if you are working in like the art department for this show. Oh my gosh! And you're working in like the set, de- like set, set, set design, costumes, and everything, and you don't put this in the first episode. Yeah. You know, or don't just like allude to this whole other like chapter of your style that you yeah. have made for the show. That takes some serious confidence in for sure. the show to like yeah. not pull that out on the very very first cool. stop. Just thought it was cool. I agree. It 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 the interior one eye jacks is quite incredible. There are a lot of sets mm-hmm. in the well, show. Well, there's a lot of like scenes specifically in this episode. That, yeah. Like I c- I can just see how people be like, hey, this is maybe maybe too crazy for a first episode, but just like this is so much of our work has been into yeah. figuring out how to do these yeah. two parts visually. And so not showing them earlier on would be like a waste, but it's really cool. The color red is huge yeah. in this episode. And orange. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They keep like this musky, like orange color throughout the whole thing, unless they're outside. It's very it's warm. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, the whole show is kind of lit. It's, it's funny because like The Shining is that way too because they're in these like log buildings and all the light is just reflecting off those walls and just turning everybody mm-hmm. this really like sick, like jaundice color. Which is really cool. I just remembered what I was writing about 
earlier with a shining reference is that mm. uh jerry says all work and no play make ben and jerry dull boys oh really mm. yeah, yeah he does say that yeah so that's what i that's was thinking cool. cool so um ben starts reciting poetry to blackie which i don't know why but like i don't know if you would need to recite poetry to a prostitute or a madam of the house like th- their job is like wow. you don't need to I entice know, right? you're already funny. heavily groping this person i don't yeah. know <laughs> Although, i can't tell if, if blackie's like down i can't tell with that relationship no it seems that's probably their, not that's their thing it's very strange maybe that's her kink well she's the madam of the house so i don't know if she actually does any like prostituting prostituting or horroring she has to train doesn't she train do you think Just they have kidding. like seminars? Do you think they have like, like trainings? Okay. No, no. Get like a laser pointer. <laughs> All right. Um, while a laser pointer. Yeah. While Kenna spirals into depression. Um, <laughs> I'm already there, bud. So he he goes off quoting Shakespeare, and then Jerry interrupts and asks where the new girl is. Um. Then out walks Emily Osment, and <laughs> Ben and Jerry Please, flip Emily. a coin to see who will try her first. Their words. Ugh. Which is horrendous. None of these girls there, except for the girl in the dock, look like they want to be doing this. Yeah. No, they're all like straight faced, like leaving your family dinner with your brother to go meet some whores. That's it's a bold move. Seriously, in devious. a boat too. That's yeah, pretty it's, cool. it's gross. Um, pretty cool. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's kind of a dream. Um, Ugh, I just can't be here. My, so do you think these women are willing? Mm, seems sketchy to me. Or do you think they're strapped for cash? She, he said that she was fresh from the perfume counter. We don't really know. I, I think it's there's oh, some yeah. sketchy business. We don't know what's going now. on yet. Yeah. Well, they said it's a casino. Also, he's like, I came here to take my sh- shirt off, not like lose it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think the prostitution thing is like an official part of this casino. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's very easy to launder money at a casino because you deal in money. Yeah. Also, they're in Canada. I don't know what mm-hmm. their laws are with uh, prostitution. We should ask Marin. Yeah, so um, Ben and Jerry flip a coin to see who will try her first. Ben wins, and he slowly walks up in like the creepiest way and leads her out of the room. And the women are dressed as playing cards, kind of like they have yeah. playing card themes. They're mm-hmm. not actually like queens and jacks. It's really like that. cool. It's super it's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how much budget they're just like. One eye jacks, like yeah, like everything else we can make out of the wood. One eye jacks is <laughs> David Lynch is like these. It's like I got a buddy with a cabin. Yeah, we can go in. These lingerie that look like playing cards. I know they're four hundred dollars each, but we need. It's them. necessary I mean, for the this plot. This is important. I also that's funny. Do the horns live in the Great Northern? I don't know. I thought that as well. I think they do. I think they like do. It, yeah. Yeah. Because then later that night, Audrey slips a note under Agent Cooper's door. Mm-hmm. And there's been we no sign that she can Do drive. Do we know that it's Audrey? Um, I might have just spoiled that. Yeah. Okay. I'm super sorry. Who did you think it was? I didn't. I... He smelled the car. There's perfume. Yeah, That's I know. My bad. That's my bad. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, but I, yeah. He's actually just, Jerry. Yeah. Um, so it was Jerry. He's we, like, we really, yeah. I really got to watch what I said in here. No, Brad Lilly looks di- like no. like disappointed. <laughs> He's like, I no, don't sure. know. I was but trying I to did... think of if there was any like cue to that being the case already. And I also don't specific like I do remember that that's who did it, but I don't think it's like that important. There are signs that it leads to Audrey. Yes. Yeah. In this episode. The smelling. The smelling, and then she asks about. Uh, she asked Donna if Laura ever talked about her dad. Yeah. So then we cut back to the Haywards, and Donna and James are are doing what they do, which is close talking. 
They're they right up in each other's face. Yeah. Like that's their go-to. Their lips are like in the indent of yeah the other of the other person's lips. Lip. Like, <laughs> ah. I wonder if like if like they should have done a shot of like the Haywards like going upstairs, which would have been a long shot. And then like you pan over and they're just like autumn like they just assume the position of just like right in each other's face. <laughs> so different sides of the couch. They just <laughs> magnets. <laughs> right yeah, the, their feet like stay on the other side, but they're just I like thought, I thought they were never leaving. Yeah, I didn't think they were gonna leave earlier. So uh James says that basically destiny would have brought them together regardless mm-hmm. and he doesn't feel bad about their relationship. You're my density. I mean my destiny. <laughs> we'll play that game, Brad. Don't worry. We'll play that game. Um, then they admit that because of Laura, they couldn't be together. And then Donna admits to killing Laura. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then, but so they like, they, they say if, it were, if, if Laura's still around, we wouldn't be able to be together. And then Donna asks, are we going to be together, James? Are we? She asks twice and they're like, then they start making out. I was like, I think, I think you're, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think you're going to be together. He does not seem like the kind of guy who would drop any girl. I think this is his first. <laughs> what do you mean by kiss. that? I think it's his first kiss. I think he's like, I'm not losing. He can't this. afford he it. Was, he was yeah. pretty cucked for Laura. Yeah, he was. And yeah, I don't. Well, everybody funny. was. So that's true. So she then, sending those lockets to everyone. <laughs> Probably <laughs> though, Doctor Jacoby, best friends. Lockets. You're all my best friends. <laughs> it, this is really just like the friend, friend, like friend zone club. That's yeah. what this whole show is about. Okay, back at the Great Northern. Cooper walks into his room. He toots his whistle and answers a phone call from Hawk. It's very adorable what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so cute. He asks. So Hawk says Rana is still out of it, and he said her body and her spirit are, are very are, far away. Are very far away. Yeah. yeah. Like Hawk's hilarious. dope. Yeah. Um. Oh, hilarious. Um. So then he also said that Ronette recently quit the Horns department store at the perfume counter, where we heard yeah. perfume counter before. My Kinda? old job. No, I one used eyed to do that. <laughs> did you work at a perfume I counter? I did, yeah. At Horn's so department store? Nope, at Dillard's. <laughs> Dillard's department Where's store? Where's Ben Dillard? Di- um, Where's Ben Dillard now? So they basically, the new girl at One Eyed Jacks works at the perfume count- mm-hmm. counter at the Horn's department store. So there's like fresh there are connections here. Counter. Yeah, so freshly scented. Like they're like, yeah. That's where she came from. There's a connection, but yeah. Yeah, so he she recently quit the perfume counter at the Horn's department store. And then Hawk's like, yeah, there's a one-armed man here. And then Cooper goes, one-armed man? And he goes, left. left. <laughs> I love that. What did he do after he left? <laughs> and then and then Hawk says that he escaped. Hawk easily could have kept yeah. walking. No, I know this whole show would have been, yeah. The show would have been over. It would have, I don't know if it would have been over. Yeah. It would have been different. So um, He escaped my clutches, barely. I went down a hallway and, and literally and heard left. where he left. Yeah. And I was like. I need lunch. <laughs> so then Coop says Hungry. to watch out for him. Um, and then Cooper gets a knock on the door and finds a note from someone we don't know. And the note, note says Jack with one eye. And then he smells the note as if it smells nice. But as if. Jack doesn't have an eye in it. Oh, don't worry, Lucy. We'll get to that. <laughs> so then Bobby and Snake pull up to a place in the woods. Um, Snake or Mike has a knife. This is, okay, it, continuity-wise, this is probably 20 minutes after they were outside the Haywards, and they said, we can only kill him once mm. with James. Mm-hmm. So just think that, like, this that's that just happened in mm-hmm. this story. Um, Then they walk mm, up to a tree, and they pull a football out from the base of it, and Snake's like, are all the drugs there? He's like, not all of it. And there's, like, a bag of cocaine in the football. 
And then Leo appears by flashing a flashlight on himself and says, cash on delivery, Bobby. Basically, they also realize that he has a gun. Now, do they realize he has a shotgun? Is that what that shot was? Because I thought the shot was like a gun on his holster. But then no, he, has he has a shotgun, shotgun. later yeah. in the scene. Yeah, he's just holding it with one hand. <sighs> what a guy. Yeah. So then um, Bobby sees someone dressed in all black Creepy behind Leo. Yeah. And he's like, who's that? And Leo says, never mind. We don't really know if he's with Leo mm-hmm. yeah. or not. Or yeah. if Leo's just like, I don't care. Like, like my friends hang out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's that's a good point. They could, Leo could think that they're, they're he's trying, trying to get to, away. Yeah, like, nice, yeah, nice try. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's cool, though. So then um, <laughs> Leo pressures them about the cash. <clears throat> Bobby tells them about the money in the safe deposit box. Uh, and then... <laughs> what did he say? He's like... Leo needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Leo asks about... The money he says that they, they they own him ten grand, yeah. And, and he, he says, says Laura died. Leo, like, how could I have anticipated that? And then he's like, Laura was a wild girl, and he's like, Don't I know it? Yeah, something like that. He's like, Is yeah. it, tell me about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe later. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, like, maybe I will, Leo. That's One day. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe sometime we'll go camping, Bobby. Maybe okay. we can be in a tent together and make s'mores, Bobby. And we can talk about Laura all the time. But right now, Bobby. Leo needs a new pair of shoes, <laughs> which is hilarious. He, he literally shines a flashlight on them. Like, look at these. Do you, think, these I, old you think I like walking around in these? Why do you think I beat Shelly? Yeah. <laughs> so um, then oh. Leo tells Snake to get, which, by the way, he calls Snake Mike mm. by his real name. Tells Smike. It's so weird. Christian I just called him Smike. 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 All right, he's going to be known as Smike from now on. So he tells Smike to get, to pull his hand out of his pocket. And then Leo just starts talking about, he's like, what's the what's the matter? Or Bobby's like, what's the matter, Leo? He's like, I'll tell you what's the matter. Imagine that you you, you drive. What does he say that you're driving? Like you're, you're gone. I, what did he say? You're gone driving during the week. You come back, you find out that your girl's giving it out. Your old ladies. Your yeah, old ladies. have been giving it out. It out. Another, yeah. another pattern on the show is people calling their significant other an old lady or a man yeah yeah Flattering. and it's kind of like bobby doesn't know if he's saying that because he knows that it's him or if he's yeah just, it's actually cool because about this are you trying to also we right don't now, know we friends? i can't I, don't, yeah. I can't tell if leo knows no, that it's yeah. bobby i don't know either well um, it seems like he's almost like mocking him without him knowing it yeah and that's what i that's the vibe that i got the bobby whole is mocking yeah him? it yeah, seemed like totally. he was just totally mocking him also if like yeah, it's just funny that Leo's like, I'll tell you why, dude. Because this guy, like, totally, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to bring up petty I know. stuff in that situation. Well, he's, like, yeah. threatening him, and he's like, yeah, I've been having a tough time, and I wish someone would care about me. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I'm sorry? Do you want, he's like, y- y- yeah, hug my me. feelings are Mike, a little hurt. Mike, get your, get, your, get your hand out of your pocket and give me a hug. <laughs> that's Hold a fi- me. That's a five-grand hug Run! right there. If you give me another <laughs> hug, that's the ten grand. Um, so then he, Leo... Tells him to run while he points a shotgun at them. Okay, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when they were running, they have some dog panting over the sound. What? Really? Yeah, like actual, like, ah, 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 like like dogs panting. It's really <laughs> weird. Just like a dog. <laughs> and so then uh, they get in the car. That's another Or they dog get to the car. Leo throws the football at the car. The, the football lands on the hood. Mm-hmm. And they get in the car and they drive off with the football still on the hood. Yeah. So did it just like fly off the car? I think so because I think they already have the drugs and everything. Bobby put those in his. Oh, pocket. okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That makes sense. He was just being a punk. Shout out to Leo for being able to throw a football that far. Yeah. That's empty. Is, yeah, it's empty and woods. like it's just like 
Yeah, within while well, holding like, a flashlight and a gun. Leo was starting quarterback at Twin Peaks High, which, by the way, they have dumb Letterman's jackets. Um, should we get some? We should get some Twin Peaks Letterman's jacket. Like, no joke, that'd yeah. be sick. That'd be really cool. Okay, so although they're like leather jackets. Oh no! Anyway, you gotta get the furry kind. So then, Big Ed furry? shows up at home <laughs> with oil all over his hands. Um, what was going on with Big Ed? Like he was just sexy. Oil. I don't oh, know. Okay. Like he yeah, just looks true. good, all dirty like that. I don't so know. he comes. What do you want in, me to say? He comes. Uh, <laughs> that apparently. So then, Big Ed comes in with oil on his hands. He accidentally steps and breaks straight. Like I, honestly, like how did you not see this? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> he gets kind of defensive too, and it's like maybe if your wife was crazy, you are allowed to get defensive, but that was mm. your fault. Yeah, you took. You, you stepped, off your like, hands. It's not like bit. that was small. You could have wiped him in the grass or something. They're like dripping. Everywhere. Oh he yeah. Yeah, he couldn't him. even open the door. I I would I, like that scene. Every time I watch it, gives me anxiety for him like dropping any oil on the ground. Yeah. And he does, because mm-hmm. that's not coming out. Yeah. Nope. Not today. Nope. Not Ed, you tomorrow? are in the doghouse. Yeah. So also, she's by like, the way, she's like Ed. You make me sick. <laughs> yeah. Nadine overreacts. She freaking breaks her. So yeah, she's she's machine. she's rowing. Yeah. She's doing. It's like it's like that a version of a thing. rowing machine, and she literally breaks it in fury. <laughs> she's doing that Kevin Spacey workout. <laughs> from house of cards yeah yeah totally so uh then it goes back to the woods um the sheriff's department is setting up the experiment and cooper mans the chalkboard we just see that really quickly in a cutaway then we go back to the johnsons shelly turns off an episode of invitation to love it's important to, have we seen invitation to love yet i don't know what so that is. we got a little clip of invitation to love which is a soap opera that the characters watch oh yeah it's mm-hmm. like on that like blue like blanket invitation to yeah. love mm-hmm. it'll be important later then it also we get a close-up of yeah it highlights leo's, the picture of leo's leo. picture that's on top of the tv so which fun. is hilarious well you noticed it but then it i noticed and, it i made us rewind and see it and then, but then it, then it like, gives us a, like it. yeah it gives us a close-up so then bobby shows up also mm-hmm. we see bruises on shelly's face she got beat by leo with the yeah. sock and the um, soap. soap. Soap in the sock. Yep. Classic move. Soap in the sock. Good old misogyny. <laughs> so then Bobby shows up. I can't support this. I, can't, I don't know what he's doing. Why would you do this? Mm. Do what? What? You just talked to, to... to this woman's husband last night. He's mad at you for the money problem. And then he says he's going to get whoever is banging Shelly. So it's like, let me just let me just cross the hairs. Yeah, I think it's really dangerous. Oh, I yeah, I think it's dangerous too. But I like, hey, Leo's a loser, and Shelly is worth the risk. Okay, that's actually so, true. Okay, that's a good good but case. Stupid of him. Well, I it's agree. interesting because he gets inside. Shelly's like, if he finds you, he'll kill you. And then he's like, if he ever does this to get to you again, I'll kill him. And it's like, well, if he ever had reason to do this again, he'd probably just kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't, that doesn't check out for me. But, um, yeah, I that's mean, that's a good point. They start macking. Yep. And that's, that. that's like the, that's like second of like four times that people just start macking in this episode. And she's got like a bruised face and he's like, I'm going to get She still looks great right though. She no, I know, but it would right. be painful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Ugh. he keeps Ugh. on grabbing her face. That's what's bothering me. He keeps on grabbing her face and she's like, He's like, Ow, t- like, he's like lovingly touching also, her. And also stop. Her <laughs> voice is like a lot higher in this scene yeah, than it's usual. Weird. It's kind of, it's kind of hot. Yeah. So then back at the I double R, Ed walks in. It was in. hot. It was very hot. Um, Bobby? <laughs> so, um, back no, at the, her. Shelly? Yeah, she's great. 
Shelly Johnson. So then back at the double R, Ed walks in and gets some coffee from um, Norma. Ed is in the doghouse again to talk about the Drape Runners. Nothing really happens. They they no. need to give Norma more to work with because I love Peggy. I know. Lipton. Yeah. She's like she's like the pure center of the show. Yeah, she's really stable throughout. She's never really That's causing problems. True. She's just at like this point in the, the show, she has never done anything wrong. No. She's like Mona Lisa Saperstein. She's never done anything wrong in her life. So then back in the woods, we get the great scene. One of my favorite scenes in the entire, like everything Twin Peaks of the sheriff's department outside yeah. with Cooper. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. um, they fill up on coffee. Everyone's like really excited for coffee. And we get the classic Cooper line, damn good coffee and hot. hot. I love it. it yeah. I don't know. What, do you think, why do you think he spit it out? He was just surprised. He's shocked. It's so good. Do you think it was because yesterday he drank coffee with fish? Percolator juice in it. She's a little nervous. Why didn't we name this podcast Percolator, fish percolator juice? juice? Yeah, fish percolator, percolator juice. juice. We can still change it. So, still time. Cooper starts talking about Tibet and the Dalai Lama. Fun fact in the David Lynch biography that I read, he said that he met the Dalai Lama, and because of the great impression that he left on David Lynch, he wrote this part into oh, that's Cooper's interesting. arc. Hmm. Yep, super cool. Um, then Cooper explains that he can deduce investigations using his body and his mind in unison. He learned that in a in a dream that he had about Tibet and about the Dalai Lama. He also learned that he could use his body and mind in unison to solve crimes or at least deduce stuff. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this <coughs> experiment that, they, that they're going to do wouldn't hold up in court whatsoever. But it mm-hmm. works for them to be able to find people to start investigating. Yeah. So they um, have all the J's on the board because in the diary it said I'm nervous about meeting Jade tonight mm-hmm. and so then they set up the bottle 60 feet and 6 inches away why do you guys think it's that number I have no idea six, six, six. 60 feet I want to see what 6 times 12 is real quick how about one of you guys just tell me 6 you nerds. times 12 is 672 no. 72 yeah it's 72 yep. 6 times 12 is 72 72 72 plus 6 is 78 okay might be so anyway um <laughs> that led to nothing um Truman starts listening to people as Cooper throws the rock at the bottle and so I wrote down a bunch of notes on this. I'm just going to go through the re- results. Actually, first of all, when they start this, Cooper's like, Hawk, put on those kitchen mitts. It's very important. And hold this bucket of rocks. Mm-hmm. Why was it important that Hawk wore those kitchen mitts? <laughs> no, I don't He's know. like, these are kind of no, cute No other you. content, like content, contact, except for him. You know, it's like um, no one's touching this but me. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. So they start with... Um, Lawrence Jacoby. The bottle was. Oh wait, no, no, no. Sorry, I didn't write down all the all this stuff. But with Jacoby, the bottle was struck, but it did not break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate Lawrence Jacoby. So anyway. Don't we all? Uh, when he throws the rock for Shelly, the rock ricochets and hits Andy in the greatest <laughs> moment of this episode. So I love, I love that Truman like straight up like disses him. He says. Can't hurt where there's no sense or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god! He literally is like in the face of the rock. Yeah, it's like, hey, it doesn't uh, hurt Andy, because you're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so then they mention one-eyed Jacks, which is on the or well, it says Jack with one eye on the mm-hmm. on the chalkboard, and it's they allude it to immediately to Nadine because mm-hmm. Nadine has one eye. 
Why do you guys think Nadine is one eye and there's a place called One Eye Jacks? Mm, I don't know why. I mean, Nadine I don't, has red hair. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I, you go ahead because I. Well, I don't know. She's stronger than Ben Horn and Mrs. Horn's marriage. She's very That's strong. Facts. She did break that thing. At least I, marriage. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. That's a double, though. So that's important to point it's out. True. Twin Peaks doubles. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. Are we making a list of that? One We're just eye and she's jacked. Oh, what the oh, heck? Are you serious? all right so then um so when 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 they're doing all this lucy keeps trying to make sure she's hearing everything straight she's like okay so like like do you want me to cross off or not Mm. sherman gets really annoyed he's like lucy (laughs) it's it's odd um she was being kind of annoying though (laughs) (laughs) all right i think she's just a little simple no she is curly maybe she's simple and then Johnny Horn simple. So is that a double? Ooh. Don't don't. <laughs> okay, so um, then uh, the glass breaks with Leo Johnson. Yes. Like shatters. What if Leo Johnson was a second name? How would they have done the rest of this experiment? <laughs> oh, you're right. They, they would have to get it. They wouldn't bottle. have to. Well, because he's like put the bottle exactly where it was when it gets knocked off with Jacoby. Yeah. So it would have just been like, all right, that's that's the wrap, guys. Yeah, we got oh. him, ladies and gentlemen. What we if like him. after underneath, uh, like Lou Johnson just has Bob written, and like we we didn't get to do Bob, and he's just like, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> um, all right. So then we go back to the double R. I, what are you doing with your hands? Right I had now? something to say about this. <laughs> so I put you put your hands in particular scene. Are you cold? No, I'm fine. You I want a blankie? Shut it. Okay. There, nice. the scene is perfect. For a couple reasons, it's like a yeah, perfect blend really of great. everything about this show. Like sh- the log lady is talking about, and this thing how like everything comes from ideas mm-hmm. and stuff, and like ideas can come from, from dreams. dreams. From dreams, yeah. Like there's this weird thing in this show, and there's been other things that I've seen that kind of try to deal with this, where it's like there's some kind of there's some kind of magnetism yeah. that wants things to be balanced. Yeah. And like there's some kind of magnetism that wants mysteries to be solved and questions to be answered. Yeah. You know, and like it's just weird. Like doing something like this, there's no like you're just hoping that those tiny little forces that seem to be in the universe that make things work, that like kind of want things to correct themselves. Yeah. Will <coughs> guide this tiny yeah. like experiment yep. that they're it's doing. Great. You know? Yeah. And like the it's weird because you're like talking about like David Lynch like meeting the Dalai Lama and stuff. It's like you're incorporating. It's crazy, and it, the show goes more into it later. But there being like different forms of reality that kind of just try to like bleed into one another, you know, yeah. to, like communicate with each other and like. I like don't know. the dream reality and yeah, and it's the just, reality. Yeah. and yeah. well, and like a bunch of other stuff too. Like, I just think it's cool. There's a little bit of self awareness 
with David Lynch being like, I'm imagining this not as a story, but like if there was a different world that was solving its own problems, yeah. that's helping me like understand problems that are in my, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. I just thought it was, it's really cool. And it's like funny and the right level of creepy and kind of off-putting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, So I have a question for you, Kenna. If you were Sheriff Truman, how much like faith and fidelity and Asian Cooper would you have after he makes you do a rock experiment in the woods? I myself, being me, not Truman, was very skeptical of what was going on. I didn't yeah. fully understand what he was trying to say with the whole Tibet thing. Um, just like hearing it once really quickly through, I was a little bit like, okay. But um, also knowing him and also knowing the relationship that they have, yeah. I think it's not hard to trust him even with this like far-fetched idea it's not he comes into twin peaks like knowing stuff yeah i agree and so i would just be like all right man like except he doesn't okay. know what a douglas fir looks like um okay but you know he's never seen that many trees in, in his life so that's true you can't blame him so then we're at the double r ed's not there anymore Norma's not there anymore. Who knows what's going on between those two. But the Haywards are there. And um, did you guys see Harriet in this scene? No. Gonzo. No Harriet. Yeah, no Harriet. Never again. Um, also, did you guys see Harriet at the family dinner that they had the night before? Nope. No. Is that? Do you think she's not? Do you think she's an atheist? And she's not going to <laughs> church with her family? What, what do you... They're like, you can little, stay upstairs. Little Anthony Michael Hall? I wonder if there is an exp- I'm sure there is somewhere online as to what happened to her, like the actress or the character or whatever, why yeah. it kind of got written out. Is she never going to come back? And- I think it's because her dad was so mad at her about lying about- uh, He like, threw her he, out the window. He, no, he just killed her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's season two. But like, she just didn't matter. There's no investigation. It doesn't matter. She- okay, wrong. But- wrong. Okay, but <laughs> I, I liked her. I wanted more of her. She's she funny. Was cutie. If you keep talking about Harriet, I'm gonna kill you. Okay. And I, she didn't matter. I realized maybe I, maybe it was I'm me. gonna embarrass you now. Maybe I me bring her up. It's the Harriets we made along the way. It's all okay. the Harriets that we see. So the Harriets are at the double R, or the Haywards are at the double R after church, and then Audrey shows up, and um, Doc Hayward's like, "Yeah, I saw Audrey at church," which is interesting. Audrey goes to church hmm. by herself. Hmm. Um, she could take Johnny, but she didn't. So, um, she turns on her song and she starts to just do her thing. And she takes off her coat and sits down. She orders some coffee from Norma. Donna gets up to say hi to Audrey and she asks her about going to church. Audrey says she went because of Laura. And then Donna's like, what you I thought you didn't like Laura which is interesting that Audrey doesn't like Laura hmm. but then she's like well she took care of Johnny so I love her for that hmm. <sighs> then they start talking about coffee and Donna's like I like coffee with cream and sugar which is so Donna so and then Donna. <laughs> Audrey says that Agent Cooper loves coffee so are they still talking about coffee? Yeah. And then she says, he likes his coffee black. And she's like disappointed. She's like sad. I wonder if that means like, I wonder if cream and sugar in this is supposed to mean like fun and like soft. Mm-hmm. And he's like all business, yeah. black coffee. Also, it's Sunday and he's out doing his like investigation. 
there's no rest for anyone in the sheriff's department. <laughs> um, uh, Audrey asked Donna if Laura ever talked about Audrey's dad, Benjamin Horn. Are you okay? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, you're just eating away from the microphone. So then um, she says he used to sing to her. I need some explanation. That makes no sense. Like I know I was like, very what? confused. Like when John, when she comes over to help Johnny, is he? He's just like, go up there, and what does he? What does? <laughs> so what does Ben Horn sing? Oh, oh well, maybe um, that's Shakespeare well, stuff. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be really weird. Ew. So then, Audrey says that she loves the music she picked out, and this is this is an important line because a it's really iconic. And B, because what happens at the end of the episode, she says, isn't it too dreamy? Mm. Dreams. 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 Then she gets up and starts to do her slow dance to it. So then we quickly go back to the sheriff's department and um, Sheriff Truman shows Coop this bloody rag that Hawk found (laughs) half a mile from the crime scene. Which begs the question, Hawk can find a bloody rag half a mile away from a crime scene, but he can't chase down a one-armed man down a, <laughs> a single hallway as he hears Maybe him walk he off. he didn't need to. He just, he was able to know exactly what he was doing. Left. So then, um, Albert arrives. I love Albert Rosenfield. Mm-hmm. Great character. Mm-hmm. He has very little patience for Lucy, as Lucy calls <laughs> Cooper and Truman. And then Cooper warns Truman about... Albert's personality and then he honks his nose like a horn which is adorable it's so cute so then Albert meets Truman and he starts roasting the town just like immediately Truman gets very angry um then we find out that they're they're burying Laura tomorrow like Laura's funeral is tomorrow so he only has one day to go over this Mm -hmm. stuff um Truman pulls Albert aside at the end of the conversation he's like if anyone you know who wasn't as good as you walked into my town start talking like that they find their teeth two blocks up on queer street which <laughs> like, whoa, I, I don't whoa, think whoa, i don't whoa. think that lines aged that well <laughs> no. but it's fascinating even for like 1990 standards um then we get back to ed getting home from work nadine starts yelling at him and barrels into him like like a kid who doesn't know how strong they are. It was terrifying when she was running down the hallway. That was really scary. I was like, oh, no. She's really excited because she she used the grease on the silent drapes. And so they're going to be rich. It's a lot like that scene in Holes when those onions fall into that like shoe soup. Mm. And they you find out. Sploosh? <laughs> yeah, that's what makes sploosh. Yeah. Um, and Henry Winkler's like, smell the shoe. That's Henry Winkler. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just realized that. Okay. Anyway. Um, Gotta love him. So she's excited because they Gotta work now and they run perfect and she says they're going to be rich. Yes. So we know that Nadine is after money. Yes. One Eye Jacks is an establishment that deals with money. It's a casino. Hmm. Mm. She has red hair. I'm just saying, there, so there's actually there's a lot there. One Eye Jacked woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, there's, <laughs> don't do there's it. one. There's one more connection. No, with don't. J- okay. Don't I do won't. it. No. No. Oh, he's going to do it. Uh. Okay. So, um, Bow. back at the Martell house, Catherine and Peter talking, and Catherine's like, "What did that FBI FBI agent want today?" And so this would have had to have been Saturday the day night. Before, yeah, yeah, this is in reference to the two of them showing up yeah. when they drank the bad coffee. I want everyone to remember that Laura died three days ago, Twin Peaks time. Yeah, 
and the, like a lot it of them have gone past it. It feels like a long time has passed. It's yeah. James and Donna had dinner three days after, like at, with Donna's family, and they're macking on the couch. Dang. I mean, I don't know if James dances that much, but man, he's doing a waltz on her grave right now. So, uh, back at the Martins, oh. are busy people. I wish I could get that much done in three days. I know, geez, yeah. right? Like, does anyone sleep in this town? No. Ben and Jerry don't. So, uh, Not at Cooper home does. anyway. Hey. So then Pete talks about how there was a fish in his percolator. He takes a key from the bedside table and walks it out of the room while Catherine's not watching. Yeah. And he gives it to Josie, who's mm-hmm. outside the door, and he says, he says, the ledger's inside. Yeah. He gives her the key, the ledger's inside. I don't know. So we don't know They what haven't that is. had a conversation about this before, have they? So Catherine has the, with Ben. About the two. The two ledgers. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, then maybe there's a fire in the mill or something like yeah. that. And he starts kissing her toes. Um, <sighs> yeah. And so then Pete comes back and she's like, I don't want you like shining your shoes. I don't want you getting your mink oil on my, or he's like, I didn't want to get mink oil on, on my, my bed spread. Yeah. So he, so they sleep in separate it's rooms. So great. I love Pete Martel so much. And then she says, you've got mink oil on your head. Yeah. Killer dis. Catherine and, and Albert Rosenfield would be best friends. Yeah. Um, they'd be the, the mean girls. Um, <laughs> they are mean girls. So then we cut to Josie finding a safe behind a wall, and she finds two books inside, two ledgers. That's all we get from that plot line. Mm-hmm. So then we go back to the Palmers. Leland oh. is snapping aggressively. Holy cow. As he puts a record on their turntable. Um, he looks relieved when the music starts playing, and he tries to conceal like his depression and sorrow. Uh, he picks up the picture of Laura, the homecoming picture. And the phone starts to ring in the background. It doesn't seem like anyone's answering it. Yeah. Um, and so he starts to spin in a circle, and he starts screaming. Sarah comes in, and he's she's like, what is going on? Yeah. And she tries to stop him, and he says, we have to dance for Laura. Mm-hmm. Kind of like James and Donna are. Yeah. On her grave. So then they fall. <laughs> on her memory. As, as he tries to dance with Sarah, they fall, and they break the picture, and Leland cuts his hand open. And he just starts to cry and rub the blood on Laura's face. I think it's it, at first it was on accident. Yeah. And then he's like trying to get it away. And he's crying. Sarah takes the needle off the record by slapping it. And yeah. she screams, so what cringy. is going on in this house? Yeah. It, this scene is insane. It's really good. It's crazy. I would love to see like a super cut with just like those kinds of, just Leland. Just mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Leland's yeah. got quite the, quite the presence in the show so yeah. far. Um, it's crazy. So then. <sighs> It's wild that from there, Leland crying into the picture of Laura with blood on it. We cut to Agent Cooper turning off his light in the bedroom in the Great Northern. Mm-hmm. Does it really? It goes straight from it goes there. Goes straight really? from there mm-hmm. to that. So then, we are transported for the first time into any sort of dream world. Well, I guess there's moments that are like visions or like other physical manifestations, but nothing like this. No. So, Cooper goes to sleep. We get like a strobe effect. He gets dark in the room and we see him older in the red room. Mm -hmm. And we see the man from another place with his back to us twitching. Red room. And then we hear red room. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to add another. I mean, that's why not bring it in. Yeah, why not? So then we hear 
someone yelling Laura. I'm pretty sure it's Sarah Palmer's voice distorted. Yeah. And then we see her running down those stairs again. I don't know why that was so jarring for me. That's incredible. It made my stomach flip. Yeah. Very creepy. Um, I know it was because it was very creepy. Um, so then we hear the one-armed man reciting a poem. Do either of you want to recite the poem? I don't know the poem off the top of my head. It's important, though. We should read it. Yeah, I'll read it over again. Nice, nice day for a picnic. picnic. I'm sorry. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Okay. We'll bury it. We need to get rid of it. No. We'll bury it. Okay. So... O- over this, we hear um, the one-armed man say, Through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see. One chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. First thing I want to point out. One chance out between two worlds? Yeah, chance. Like someone's chanting. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Between two worlds. And you already said oh. the two realities. Yeah. So, um, and there's two one-eyed people. One and from each world. two. Mm-hmm peaks they're twins so then um so yeah the one one our man quotes the poem i want to say the one our man's performance in this episode is incredible yeah he really eats creepy. every word it's so good um then he starts talking about he says we lived i think you call it a convenience store mm-hmm. above mm-hmm. it and he talks about the devilish one that touched him yeah and he had a tattoo on his arm, but when he saw the face of God, he took the, his whole arm off. Yeah. So that's why he has one arm. Um, did you put together that this is the one-armed man that was reciting this? I didn't. Um, not One-armed man. Yeah. So that's interesting. Maybe Hawk should have caught him um, instead of talking well, to definitely. Janik. So yeah, He said that he was touched, right? By the devilish one. Yeah. And I think... The touch manifests manifested itself in a tattoo on his mm. arm. Okay. And then we saw the face of God. He took his whole arm off. Yeah. Then he says, my name is Mike. And then his name is Bob. And then we see Bob. He's the same guy that Shia LaBeouf that we saw, that Sarah Palmer saw. And he's like creeping around in like some room very much like the one we're in right now. Yeah. Like a furnace room. And he says, he, he's like, my, he's, he starts calling out for Mike. Like, he wants to find Mike. He says, I'm going to catch you with my death bag. And it cuts to Cooper, I think, when he says that. Yeah. Well, and then he says, I promise I'll, I will kill again. Mm-hmm. They might call me insane, but I promise I will kill again, is what he says. And then it shows candles going out. And then we go back to the red room. And in the red room, Cooper, who looks a lot older than he is, um, and he sees Laura Palmer or someone who looks like Laura Palmer sitting in there. And then the one-armed man turns around and he goes, let's rock. Something Not like the one-armed that. man. Sorry. The man from another place. Yeah. The man from another place turns around and says, let's rock. The little man in the red suit. Yeah. And he starts walking to his seat. Laura taps her nose, which I take as a symbol for cocaine. We'll talk. Actually, we're going to break down all these symbols yeah. when we go to the red room. Um, and then we get a wide shot. And there's like a paper airplane shadow flying across the curtains. Yeah, some kind of big square Is it supposed shadow. to be a bird? Or I don't know what it's supposed it, to be. I don't know. It didn't have like a distinct shape at all. No, it didn't. Yeah, so. it was like a parallelogram or something. Like a spaceship. A like parallelogram. It was like a UFO, which is interesting because there's that 
there's that sculpture of Saturn from the World's Fair on the table next yeah. to Cooper. Oh. Mm-hmm. Space. Yeah. So, um, uh, this is what the man from another place says. I've got good news. That gum you like is going to come back in style. She's my cousin, but doesn't she look almost exactly like Laura Palmer? And then Cooper says, but it is Laura Palmer. Are you Laura Palmer? And he seems really desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the woman who looks like Laura Palmer says, I feel like I know her, but sometimes my arms bend back. <sighs> and the way she says that is so creepy. It is. And then to add on to that, the man from another place says, she's filled with secrets. Where we're from, the birds sing, the birds sing a pretty song. And there's always music in the air. And that's when the music starts picking up. And he starts, he just gets up. And he's like, oh, I am feeling this. Like, yeah. this is like, uh, like I worked a hard day. I'm just going to let go. Let loose, baby. He does his jig. Laura stands up. First of all, you mentioned it while we're watching Kenneth. Laura's dress in this is gorgeous. She looks so She looks good. really good in that dress. It's so classy. Also. Yeah. She does look happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. So she gets up. She walks over to Agent Cooper. She leans down and kisses him on the lips. Mm-hmm. Cooper looks like he likes he it. Smiles. Yeah, he's yeah. He it smiles. Sure. Uh, she then leans down and starts whispering something in his ear that we can't hear. So then we cut, cut back at that moment to the Great Northern. Cooper wakes up and calls Truman. He says he knows who killed Laura Palmer. And then he says, no, it can wait until morning. He hangs up and he starts to snap. Mm-hmm. And the episode ends. Let's just go ahead and uh, head on over to the to the red room so we can break all this down. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's a good song. It's a good jig. Like, I get it. Like, I get why he dances. I, he's like this. He breaks it down. He jigs hard. Okay. So, let's talk about everything. I want to hear Stop first holding back your thoughts, because this is... This is the beginning. The show. Yeah. This is the show. This is everything uh, that so matters from here on out. It's so uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely part of it. So, what do you think? It's uncomfy. Just about the whole episode, or yeah. about well, specific things? Specifically the ending. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you have any theories or predictions? Um, not. I'm honestly open to several things that could happen. I'm don't have a specific prediction. Anything. But um, I did like the beginning of the of the dream where we see Cooper, and he's got this like metallicy wrinkled skin. Yeah. yeah. And I and and Looks the way great. that he's sitting in his chair. Is like how a lot of people dream. I think I agree. they're kind of sitting back and watching it all happen. Yep. They can still say things and like, but they're not influencing anything that's no. happening. And so I, I really thought that was super cool. A He's cool element within the dream. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer? Well, I think it's some interesting points that they bring up about Leo. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think it's Leo for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too. That's too obvious. What for about me. Shelley? Shelley is another person that I 
have never thought about. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to look at her. Um, and then there's also our friend, our one-eyed friend that you guys bring up some good Nadine. points about. Yeah. Nadine definitely killed Laura. Okay, but she didn't. But she's sus. But she owns that casino. She's sus for sure. She's definitely sus. She's weird. I am I supposed to have some good predictions because no. I honestly no, like, I mean not, not no one's going to there's not going to be a test. But like I just I that's how I think whenever I'm involved with mysteries I'm always like, oh, like who guy, is guy. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to yeah. be. I honestly at this point I was thinking like I had no idea where the show was going to go. I didn't know they're going to think that we have any idea or like it might be something cuz there's so much about like the one eye jacks thing turns into a big part. It does. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not going to say much, but I'm just like, I at this point I thought like this is going to be, there's going to be something foreign we're going to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm. We I'm haven't glad. even seen like Bob. You know, like we don't know. Yeah. True. He got introduced this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Kind of. Yeah. He got a name this episode. Yeah. Did you th- actually first before I ask you, kind of, Brad? Did you know that they reveal the killer when you first watched it? At some point that they re- that they end up revealing it. The show? Did I yeah. know at any point? No, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. What do you mean? Like later on, they like they straight l- up straight reveal... up reveal who the killer is. But so like pretty soon, or is it like? It's complicated. Yeah. Hmm. It's not that not soon. Gonna say anything. It's okay. not. It's not terribly soon. Probably sooner than you think. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so they already did it. It's, I know. I'm it's like, Shelley I was actually Lucy. so scared that like they already did it, and I was like, I just don't understand Andy the show. Then it's the it's Andy. <laughs> um, so let's start talking about the Red Room. Okay. What's the Red Room? What do we think that is? Do we think that place exists? You should read the poem again. Okay. Um, but, I can do that. Yeah, you look. Are you, do you have to look for it, or is it just right there? Do I need to look for it? Well, through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. The magician longs to see. Yeah, I like from between two. The perspective of I'm not someone that has done a lot of it, but some. I think if you're someone who has tried to get inspiration or someone who's tried to like write a story or someone who's tried to do something like that. You want to feel like you're able to kind of pull something and like you, you don't know how you're exactly going to manifest your idea, but you want to feel like you're pulling that idea out of nothing and like making it into something. Yeah. And like a lot of times those ideas can come from dreams and that's not just like, totally. That's not just a sometimes thing. It's like a lot of times some of the best ideas come from dreams. It's kind of what she was talking about, but like, I, yeah, I just think it's wild that, like, there, this is a weird thing. Maybe this is, like, tangential or whatever. It might go in a weird way. But one of the things that stood out to me, I'll just, I'll, I'll let everybody talk, so I'll just say the thing that stood out to me the most as we were just reading it and when I was watching it is he said where we are from. Where like we're the, from. The birds sing mm-hmm. a pretty a pretty song and there's always music in and the there's air. there's always music in the air. And so there's, like, an afterlife sort of like he's it feels like he's talking about something heavenly like mm-hmm. some bright and it doesn't sound place. like the red room is that place because no is where this we're is from. like an in-between place yep. you know like it says like between two worlds and stuff like that it's like this is the kind of 
the space between these two places where we're allowed to sit and talk because Cooper's in yeah. there and we're in there. And obviously we're from very different places. Laura Palmer is a dead person. Agent Cooper is very much still alive. And they're both meeting here. Between and two speaking. worlds. Yeah. Yep. That's so weird. So one thing that I think is cool with the show is that Twin Peaks, the town, in actuality and in the show, uh, rests in a valley between two mountains. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole, like, the, the iconography of the show is those two mountains and then everything takes place in between them in that valley. Yeah. It's almost like they're between two worlds. Yeah. Um, I think the Red Room is a place between two worlds. Yeah. Either like an afterlife yeah. or like a purgatory or something like that. That's what makes sense. It, well, it, and it doesn't take you. You don't need to really know a whole lot about the show, but you can just address the fact that there's, there's communication happening between dead people and living people. Yeah. Meeting in this, in this spot. And also the one our man says he saw the face of God. Yeah. And the, he says we're, we're and then the man from the other place says where we're from the per, the, the the birds sing a pretty song and there's always music in there. Are they from heaven? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to think. I don't know. This is, we can decide whether or not we want to keep this or not. This is just, I'm getting on my yeah. own thing. This Do your is thing. totally whatever. But Grab on the- I had, this was a weird dream that I had that maybe I shouldn't talk about on this, but I had this dream one time where I was like, I was concerned that, because I was gone for two years on a mission and yes. I wasn't able to see any of my family. I became concerned that my grandfather was going to die while I was gone. And he's still alive. And yeah. so I don't know why. I wasn't like actively worrying about that, but I think that was just somewhere. I just thought Subconsciously. People, just people in general yeah. being gone. And I had this really crazy dream where like I was standing at like the gate, you know, and he was there and he was like, I got to go. But over there, like just up there, I've heard they play some beautiful music and that's where I'm going. And like, that's oh what my gosh. Said. Are you and serious? I, yeah. So that's why that line kind of stood out to me. That's so weird. Time, well, the birds sing a pretty song. He like, I just remember like vividly seeing this in my dream. Like him like looking up and being like, I hear they play some pretty music up there. And it's all acid jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, hopefully, Kenna, what do you think the Red Room is? I agree. Uh, after hearing the poem, that's like kind of the vibe that I got. I'm a little bit um, confused at this one-armed one-armed man yeah mister yeah, totally very mysterious figure yeah he said his name is mike mike yeah um so <laughs> do you think the magician is the man from another place the short guy um what's the line exactly it says the magician reaches, longs to see longs to see mm-hmm. one chance out between two worlds firewalk with me So we're way early on to be having these kinds of conversations, but, but it's, this good is the it's, first g- time it's forcing it's my brain to it's get to a place where I don't, I don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's good to um, get, this is conditioning for the rest of the show. Um, I think it's awesome. We meet Mike and Bob. This is, if you count the pilot in the, like counting the episodes, this is the third episode of the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this scene happened this early. Yeah, no, I know. I and totally I, forgot. Yeah, if this was one that I think I ended up watching this episode by myself because I think that I was watching this with my sister and I think she went to sleep. But I just I knew from that point I was like I have to I have to yeah. watch the rest of this. It's amazing. Show. Like I don't know what I just. This is crazy. This is unlike anything that I've ever seen, and it has like I've seen a lot of movies and things, even other David Lynch things since. Yeah. That. Yep. Since seeing that, and it still is unlike anything that I've ever seen. So, um, Laura Palmer, 
at least the actress who plays Laura Palmer is playing a Laura Palmer like person, but she's but he she's introduced as the man from another place's cousin. By the way, mm-hmm. the short guy he's called the man from another place in mm-hmm. the credits and by the fandom, the man okay. from another place. I um so I thought it was very interesting because this is the first time not okay, not the first time we're seeing Laura alive, but yeah. it's the first time that we see her like kind of doing in this something. light and like doing yeah. something and it has to be in a dream. And it yeah. has and it has to be where she can't even talk normally. And so I just thought it was I don't know, it was unsettling to see. Did her. you like the backwards talking? I did actually. I thought it was really cool. It's really cool. I love the it subtitles cool. for it too. Yeah. So, um Dreams. Isn't it isn't it too dreamy? Yeah. I, what what do you think that means, what Audrey's saying? Isn't it too dreamy? I don't know. It's it's kind of just keeping up with that atmosphere in general. And there's a lot of it that's just just it kinda like seems like building this like atmosphere of things. But it's like I don't know how to say it. There's like this weird one of the things that's creepy and kind of unnerving about the show is you feel like people understand more than they're able to explain or more yeah. than they're letting off. And yeah. especially that's when true. they're kind of like drifting a little bit. And in that moment where Donna's like talking, she kinda is like drifting out of her conver or Donna. Uh Audrey. Audrey mm-hmm. is talking. My girl. She's drifting out of like her conversation My. with Donna and just kind of talking to herself or just like thinking yeah. out loud. Yeah. Do you think cool. Audrey yearns to live in a place like the Red Room? I have no idea. It kind of seems like she does. That's cool. I think her character kind of like is Red Room adjacent. Like she aligns herself with that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. she wants that. And it's interesting that she's he's alluding to agent cooper and kind of wanting agent cooper in a way kind of yeah. talking about him in a lustful way yeah and he's the one who goes there in his dreams i think it's just interesting that these two are on the same path mm-hmm. that is do we know when because he had talked so the finger the thing under the fingernail right yeah that was on he thursday said that they found it on another woman yeah in Montana or where was that? Not in Montana. It was also in Washington. In Washington. Teresa Banks. Teresa Banks. He Did said he the say name. How long ago that was? Was that a year? I think he said a year ago. A year. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just wondering if that lined up with his dream three years ago yeah. about the dilemma and everything. So, um, yeah, I just love this show. Yeah. And we're <laughs> we're getting into the good stuff. We're, yeah, we're kind of early. I I'm not. I don't want to like cut this short but it's like yeah. it's uh i just remember when i first saw this i only the only thing i understood about it was that it was weird i yeah. had no idea what i had just seen and that yeah. was it that's I pretty much it. what i'm that's getting a, that's a there's, good way to do it there's a thing about twin peaks where like and a lot of david Lynch stuff where the first time you see it you're like i don't think anyone can explain this to me this doesn't seem like I, it would make sense and i also feel like if i see a spoiler um that's like a little more vague yeah. I won't get it. Like mm. I'm gonna be like, okay. Well, even even me and Harrison, the reason why we're able to like, um, I guess not contend, but able to like still have a conversation about what this yeah. scene means after yeah. watching, having watched the whole show, like I I still it's still interesting to have a conversation about these kinds of things because it's not ne- not really like spelled out. You yeah, know? there's yeah. enough there that I think you can get concrete answers. Yeah, I agree. You have to you have to keep looking. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go to our favorite place, the Double R Diner. We're going to go to our last two segments for this week. I just want you both to know that I really love doing this show. I'm having a 
is really hard for me. We literally like threw you in a lake and we're just like swim come on i know (laughs) and i'm like i can't even swim without the lake i don't know how to do anything (laughs) okay so all right we're gonna go around favorite scene i'm pretty sure it's brad's turn right i think brad goes first i have talked a lot then kenna then me so we're gonna go favorite scene for brad yeah Remember, for favorite scene, we can't all pick the same scene. Stupid. So, I wonder which one you're going to pick. Yeah, when, yeah. I've already talked about the last scene a lot, but I think okay. it's the best scene. But yeah. I will say, I won't take yours because you already said what yours is also. Oh. Uh, well, no, no. You feel free to. Because there's a lot in this episode that I love. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I will go specifically. It's not that specific, actually. Well, because if we want to break down the ending into different like clips... Just Laura and Cooper. Just that part yeah. of the two of them mm-hmm. is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And I yeah, I mean, to just be like he's so obsessive about figuring this out, but he's so like not it's it's not corrosive. You no. know, I've seen no, shows no, like no, no, in, no. like True Detective, like True his Detective, obsession yep, with exactly. solving it is corrosive and it's eating Zodiac. Them. Yeah, it's yeah, it's causing mm. all this damage to, for people to be really like consumed by it. But he just seemed, it's just, it's really cool to see that scene. And that, like, yeah, I don't know. It's super bizarre. He just, it's really cool. It's I unlike agree. anything I've ever seen. Can so are favorite. you choosing like the entire? I'm just saying that clip of Laura talking and like kissing and whispering. Yeah. Okay. Just that little bit. That's great. Then. Because that's like, actually. I'm so sorry. No, 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 go. That's like the weirdest part of that dream. Yeah. She like kisses him. Yeah. It's the yeah. it's it's the guy who's investigating the murder of someone and she kisses him. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I, her. I mean, I feel like all he's gotten is all this like, oh, Laura's the best. Like, Laura, like we're all obsessed with Laura. Yeah. All yeah. he can think about of her is like, this this chick is like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I want to kiss her. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's yeah. pretty safe. Like, it's interesting. It's a good dynamic. Yeah. It complicates his character. Yeah. Favorite scene. Do it. Uh. Well, I love the whole dream. Yeah. I like the beginning of the dream because because of the, the weird, stuff. scary vibes yeah. that it gives off. The... Yes. Yeah. And I also really really like um. This uh, what's what's Oof. his name? Little guy, little dancy guy. The man from another place. The man from another place. I love the shakiness that he does. Yeah, it so makes scary. it is so weird, it's like so an scary. Insect like like mm-hmm. like okay, it, it compu- feels it, like convulsing. The, the the tape is being rewound. Yeah, like they're yeah. they're going backwards to and it says like a place between like past, future and past. You know, yeah, like it almost is not so. Maybe it's not so much about like an afterlife thing. It's more about like how like yeah, it's just they're going backwards because yeah. they're mm-hmm. uh, anything that you're going to learn about laura palmer now is going to buy by pressing rewind like yep. where d- yeah. what has she been doing because she's not going to do anything else no you know, there's nothing going on in her future it's yeah, all and behind like, her uh, and like aside from all the sh- aside from the show and aside from everything that's happened and everything that will happen the plot everything i love this scene just because it embodies a dream so well mm-hmm. and yeah, totally. it, it embodies the creepiness the unsettledness the the part where you maybe kind of know you're probably in a dream, uh, the sitting back and watching everything happen, like I said, the not feeling like yourself, like he doesn't look like himself in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I think the, all be- of it. the best part of that ending is probably Cooper's bedhead. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That just. Whew, yeah. It's hilarious. Looks like tinted. the wave. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you guys left it for me. Yeah, I probably, see, dude, probably the yeah, the Tibet scene in the forest is just so great. I love that. Up, I love that scene so much. Mm-hmm. It it encompasses so much of the show that I love because those are all of the best characters, mm-hmm. and they're all together in one scene, and there's no cynicism. Yeah, this is the first episode that, cool. that I don't think need. It's not like there's no. It doesn't have to do any exposition, so it has space there's to just nothing holding be it what down. it is. I mean, there is yeah. some exposition to more of For the like, sure. spiritual stuff about the show, big time. It's weird, because like, the first episode is like exposition to meet everybody, meet like the town, and like the premise. you know. And yeah. then the second episode is, like it moves forward just from there, I think, a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't really do a whole lot of setup. It just kind of like reestablishes what was established in the first episode. But this like establishes like what the show is. Yeah, where everything else is so messy and so like, I don't know what's going on. This scene is secretly my favorite scene as well because it gave me... (laughs) I wasn't going to. I wanted you to start talking about it so we could all go off of it. But it it gave me a lot of structure of how... these, the characters like, that, yeah, yeah. these characters that, yeah, these characters that we're cool. gonna be. You, you feel like they do. You're like, okay, we got to get all this straight. Like, mm-hmm. who are all these yeah, characters that exactly. we're dealing with? And Actually, because we, we're says, all like, part say of their it. relationship to you Laura know, Palmer that, also, and which it's is super so helpful to, to know the, that to the, the audience because yeah, you no. put things together. I might just like record this part and save it on my phone and just. Pull we really, we really need to get a whiteboard in here that we can write all I the characters down in relationships because it would help out a lot. Get some red string, start to look like maniacs. All right, guys. Oh, wait, I would love that, too. Yeah. That would be great. Who won the episode? I think this week we go Kenna, me, then you, Brad. Cool. Um, who won the episode, Kenna? Um, it could be crew or it could be cast. It could be the actor or it could be the character. Can I say, um, can I say David no. Lynch? And, okay. <laughs> go ahead. I'm just messing with you. I just think... I David think, Lynch? Yeah. I loved the structure of this episode. Yeah. I love how playful it was at the beginning. Totally. I was like laughing. I was laughing through the whole beginning, and all of a sudden, I couldn't laugh anymore. And I yeah. loved the seriousness of the second half. Yeah. it Like like you, I think Brad or you said, it, it has like three different sections. He did yeah. it so well. Um, wait. It's interesting though that you're saying that you can laugh at the beginning, you can't laugh at the end. It's like I like you yeah. have the strong suits of both sides of the show, like in the same episode. You have yeah. the really funny, weird soap opera part, mm-hmm. and then you have the really surreal, dreamlike, terrifying, terrifying like, part. Like, it it yeah. makes you sick to think of laughing at. Yeah. So, or I like it that. makes you sick to think like, oh, I was laughing like two minutes ago. I was like cracking up two minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. And There's now. some stuff. Yeah, Firewalk with me is just gonna be. I'm so wild. excited. We should watch it like five times because it's. Yeah, it's such. It's so great. Anyhow, keep the going. whole everything from here on out is basically just like, well, the show stays. Never mind. We're, we'll we'll get into it because it's like I'm just saying all this mythos stuff that we're getting into is like the bulk of the rest of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can so we can we can pick the same people, um, but I'm like I'm actually, I'm kind of torn, because what. The one our man does in this episode is like mm-hmm. cool, and yeah. he kills it. His mm-hmm. presence in that dream is incredible. Yeah, but that was my second choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, actually, I want you to go first because I can't decide. Okay, I'm not trying to be like a snowflake or anything. Like I'm unique, and I pick something. But you unique. Is you who say, is the guy? Are you pick Norma. That no, <laughs> the Nadine. 
The dude like, that designs maybe. the sets in the show is the guy that Frank Silva. Yeah, Frank Silva. So, oh, by the oh, way, good point. He plays Bob. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That makes him less scary, so maybe you shouldn't know that. But mm. I mean, to just yeah, like the yeah. there's so much what if I see and people in general see like a chevron pattern, they're thinking of Twin Peaks. If I see red curtains, I think of Twin Peaks. Like yep. to do That's things so that true. are so simple and like be able to pull that off. To st- like this show could almost there's serious parts of the story of the show that could be told without people saying anything. Yeah, you know, and to be able to achieve that visually, like, and I'm sure, like, everyone takes part in that, but being able to do that, I will. My hat is off to Frank Silva. It's true that scene where it's like an upward angle of the man from another place yeah. of him dancing, and all you see is that chevron pattern in the in the red background. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop staring. So yeah. good. I need to look up and make sure that what I want to say is correct. It's okay, but it doesn't the- have to be. I'm I'm throwing a curveball here. Um, you know what's funny is that they uh, the picture on IMDb for this episode isn't even from this episode. Really? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's I can't say. But oh, it's okay. not from this episode. It's like okay, that's not helpful at all. It's from oh the next God. episode. Um, come on, where is the? Oh, okay, okay. So I thought the editor of this episode was Dwayne Dunham. But it's actually Jonathan P. Shaw. Hmm. And he, I think he won it for me. His editing. So I first noticed the editing in the scene when Audrey's in the diner. Just the way that the music is used with the cuts and how long they hold the on everyone. Norwegian it's thing. so great. Yeah, the yeah. Norwegian, like that. Do, 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 do. I mean, that would, if you, you're going above and beyond if you're doing that. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not, no one's, no one asked you to do that. No, no. That's so true. And so uh, I think also the editing of the whole dream together, it's so seamless and it works so well and it's so weird because of the editing. So I think Jonathan P. Shaw won it for me because his yeah, editing is so good. There's too many genius. You, you don't make a show that, a single episode of a show that is orchestrated no. perfectly no. like this without just like a ton of geniuses, yeah. mm-hmm. irreplaceable geniuses yeah. that worked on a single episode that yeah. continue to be perfect. Like, Although it's ridiculous. My close second is obviously David Lynch. My close third is Kyle MacLachlan. Mm. My close fourth, maybe Dale Cooper. Fifth is the one I want to get to is Richard Bamer as, as, uh, um, ben Horn, mm-hmm. he's effing hilarious. Yeah. yeah, him beckoning Jerry over with that sandwich is hilarious. Yeah, he's great. He, yeah, that's that's uh, true. It's so crazy. One of the things that I think <laughs> David Lynch is so like, I think one of the reasons why he's so respected and so like gets referenced to a higher. How do I say this? Like, he is such. Yeah, like, well, he, he gets referenced more than like he has a large body of work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he doesn't. Like he, it's it's. It's fine. No, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm saying, like, for someone that's made maybe, like, seven movies and made a, a show, yeah. you know, uh, he gets brought up way more, like, how am I trying to say this? Like, the percentage of times that he brings it up versus, like, how small his body of work is compared to the body of work of just directors in general, he gets brought up way more than mm, he should. For you know sure. What I'm saying? It's because, like, he is making shows that are kind of not only, but, like, a lot about like dreams and just yep. like kind of yep. like you said earlier it felt like you had seen that before like it feels like a dream it feels like yeah. this like subconscious like art form and stuff and he's one of the there's people that do that but he is the one that people think of when people do that yeah and 
I think the reason why his stuff is so good, but also is seen maybe more than other other directors is because he is tapping into something that everybody understands but not a lot of people try to work in for sure that's what i'm saying yep and like i think for actors a lot that's probably really exciting to oh, be a yeah. part of like yeah oh, no yeah. this is like a whole third of my brain that you're the only one that's doing this kind yeah. of work yeah which i just think is super cool, cool. and all the all the characters in this show feel like unlike any like characters from other shows because of absolutely that. Which is yeah. really cool. But then it's weird about watching Twin Peaks, though, because then you go and watch any show afterwards, and you're like, oh, now I know where they got it. Yeah. Like, I know where this is all coming from now. Because there are, there are directors that make things that are bizarre and kind of distorted and kind of non-specific or vague or just, like, abstract. Yeah. And there are. There's a lot, and they're great, but not as much as not like this. you need it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, I, I just think that it is incredible. I kind of lost my train of thought with that, but... Yeah, he's great, great. Great stuff. He's incredible. Well, I'm gonna play. We're gonna do the Log Lady intro for next week. Cool, cool, cool. And we're gonna and we're gonna go out off on that note. So let's take Woo! a quick listen. There is a sadness in this world, for we are ignorant of many things. Yes, we are ignorant of many beautiful things. Things like the truth. So sadness in our ignorance is very real. The tears are real. What is this thing called a tear? There are even tiny ducks, tear ducks, to produce these tears should the sadness occur. Then the day when the sadness comes, then we ask, will this sadness which makes me cry Will this sadness that makes me cry my heart out, will it ever end? The answer, of course, is yes. One day the sadness will end. Oh my gosh. I, wait, I love that one a lot. That was great. I love the, uh, what you don't know is what makes you sad. What yeah. you do know, you think makes you sad, but no, it's what you don't know. I love also the good friend, um, Margaret Lanterman. Yeah, the sadness will end. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. That was... That's cool. That, okay, her performance on that was incredible. That's really cool. That was really good. Yeah. Um. All right, guys. That was another week with us. Ooh. We'll see you guys next week for episode four. Let me read the title of the next episode. Oh, so by the way, the name of this episode that we just watched was Zend or Skill The Skill to Catch a Killer. Next week's episode is called Rest in Pain. Okay. Have we heard that before on this show? No, I don't think so. Have we heard so. someone say Rest in Pain? I don't think so. Donna! Nice. Nice.